Hello and welcome. Innovative author, speaker, advocate, and change agent, Dr. Bonnie Benita with a view is on the new legendary WIGO AM 1570 right now. WIGO 1570 AM. I am your co-host, your guest host, Brother Demetrius Tolbert. I'm here along with my co-host and guest speaker, Brother Pastor Lee Robbins. Uh, Pastor Lee, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, I'm just uh, blessed to be next to my brother. Thank you for having me uh, this this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am, uh, as you've already said, a, a senior pastor of the Source Church Unlimited, um, and I have a focus on reentry. Uh, I have a heart for reentry. Love what I do. Uh, I always like to say I'm a one-stop shop for reentry. Uh, with tackle the shackles. Absolutely. First and foremost, I'd like to thank God, and mm-hmm. I'd like to give uh, thanks to Doctor Benita, uh, Miss Bonnie. As you travel, um, we wanted to give some God grace, mercy, and favor upon you and your family as you travel um, this Thursday, October nineteenth, twenty twenty-three. We have a good topics of discussion. So, what we're going to do? We're going to ask that you guys. Pay attention, call your friends, call, tell a friend to tell a friend to come online, come on and uh, listen to us so that we can talk because we got some real good topics to talk about. Uh, one of the topics of discussion is going to be the community uh, development, community crime. Okay, we're going to talk about the system, the justice system, the welfare system, the man, okay? We're going to talk about incarceration. We're going to talk about reentry. We're going to talk about recidivism, what recidivism is, and how it uh, relates to you and each and every one of us. We're going to talk about the veterans, men and women that's incarcerated and that's homeless. And we're going to give you some facts, some um, hotlines, some information. We're going to engage with the public. Okay, first and foremost, I want to talk to uh, Pastor Lee Robinson. How are you doing today, my brother? Man, it get any better. I'm going to cancel my life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I don't know if your wife wanted. No, I, I think she already told me she don't like that when I say that. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. And listen, um, to give you a little bit about me, some background, my name is Brother Demetrius Tolbert. I am a life coach. I am an entrepreneur. I am a father. I am a uh, businessman. I'm a husband. I'm a brother. I'm all of the above. And I am a child of, child of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, me and Pastor Lee met when I was a supervisor for the Georgia Department of Corrections, mm-hmm. a shift OIC. So we met each other in a bad place, but we were mm-hmm. both, thank God, we're at work. Amen. 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 Praise Amen. God. So um, when I was the shift OIC for the Georgia Department of Corrections, first of all, I want to give commends to anyone that's carrying a badge because a lot of people don't realize what we do as peace officers all around the country we protect and serve mm, okay. selflessly absolutely okay so we put our life on the line and i commend anybody that does that job because it's not an easy job because you're looked down upon you're frowned upon but we do that selflessly religiously and we put our mm-hmm. life on the line for other people absolutely. so anybody that's doing that job i commend you keep up the god uh the good work and may god bless you in your service absolutely I, and i can i just uh say kudos to that because we need justice and we need mercy absolutely and we need some folk who go on enforce justice 
Absolutely. But then we need people who have mercy to help these men and women that are coming back into society. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank God for the officers out there. I have a lot of my great friends are officers, and uh, and thank God for the ministers, the people, the 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 people coming out of prison. All of it is going to take a village again. Absolutely. To reduce prison recidivism. Absolutely. Now we're going to start out with the community. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm from um, Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I was raised in Miami, Florida during the eras of late, the late 80s, and I know you heard about the Reaganomic era. Oh, yeah. Okay, and um, during that time, God saved me because mm. many of my colleagues, my friends, constituents, whatever you want to call them, they faced prison time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to convict myself of anything but mm-hmm. we live by the code then that there's nothing illegal until you get caught right <laughs> that's right <laughs> so therefore i was yeah. saved by grace mercy and favor mm-hmm. i had a praying mother mm-hmm. thank god okay. anyway what i'm saying is we are affected by crime mm-hmm. brokenness um poverty mm-hmm. um all type of afflictions that was going on at that time and we can be from two different areas but mm-hmm. in the same world don't you agree uh absolutely okay yeah. now where were you raised at pastor lee i'm originally from houston texas uh, via tosa oklahoma where i went to wow. school there absolutely. uh worked on my masters of divinity uh, and then started a business there and came to now georgia okay yeah. wonderful i reside also in georgia yes and that's what god has uh allowed us to cross paths that's right and i was uh told by a wise man at one time he says you know what you meet people for a reason a season or a lifetime Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the thing is you want to know when you cross paths with someone what's the reason Mm -hmm. that you cross paths and it's an honor and a pleasure to have cross paths with you because i found my purpose Mm. once meeting you okay Mm -hmm. um kind of give you an idea uh me and pastor lee robinson worked in the prison Mm -hmm. And we met on a circumstance where I was working and you was doing God's work. Yes, absolutely. Praise God. And I was always uh, listening ear because my job was to supervise and make sure nothing was going on funny, right? That's right. But doing the word and listening to you, I realized what my purpose was. Mm. Okay. Because initially, you know, coming into the prison system, I become an officer where I started out uh, working the whole, the disciplinary Mm-hmm. Uh, procedures and managing and maintaining inmates while they are doing time. Mm-hmm. Okay. While I'm doing my service and my duty, I start recognizing that the majority of the young men that I was looking at looked like me. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wow, you know, I'm looking at myself and I, I look at some t- statistics and I realize that 61% of Georgia's population are african Amer- uh, african american mm-hmm. that's a prison population yeah okay and only 31% of the adult population in georgia are black are, are african american mm-hmm. so what what i'm saying is you have 31% of the population mm-hmm. in georgia that's black but 61% of the prison population is black mm-hmm. i think that's a unfair unfair absolutely deal. Absolutely. Uh, Can you kind of elaborate on what you've seen in ministry? Yeah, when I I look at this uh, from a perspective of um, it's just a continuation of um, slavery 
And I, and I don't mean to sound like a victim here. I, I really see that the prison system is, is an evolution that came from slavery. Right. It just evolved into something else. When we got Georgia, and most people don't know that Georgia was founded uh, as a prison colony. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, and, and so prisoners came here and established Georgia. It's a well-known fact. And then, here's, here's, and then it evolved from prison, right, right to uh, the civil rights or, or, or the Jim Crow laws. Absolutely. It just evolved into something else of incarcerating the people. Absolutely. And then going from there to mass supervision. Absolutely. Right? All right. So after you get out of civil rights, well, okay, we're going to put you in prison. You're still going to work. You're still not going to have your freedom. And you're still going to make us some money. Right. And then it goes from there to mass supervision. Absolutely. Now we're learning that you go from, come on, being incarcerated and we paying your bills. Absolutely. Now we're going to incarcerate you still with mass supervision. Absolutely. You pay your own bills and we still get paid by paying the, 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 the correction officer as well. Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. is it fair to say that prison is a big business? It's a big business, huge. It's a billion, billions of dollars of business right going now, on. Now, I have another fact I want to kind of chime in on. Black Americans were imprisoned five times the rate of their white counterparts. Mm, mm. So that means your little boy, your little girl has five times the mm. opportunity to become an inmate versus the white counterpart. Yeah. And a lot of the laws, when I start looking at, they, they have a, a system that we go by called Scribe. And mm-hmm. and it was almost like, I can all, it's, it's a data, it's information of, uh, talks about the background, the, mm-hmm. the education level, the race, the crime. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I can, I could have predicted by just looking at a guy, given his age, his mm-hmm. uh, race, his mm-hmm. uh, dynamics of where he's from, mm-hmm. and what type of crime he committed. Yeah, and I noticed most of the guys that looked like I did, uh, their crimes were that of economics. Mm. So yeah. they have crimes of like you know robbery, drug dealing, theft. But these crimes are more based on trying to solve a financial, a money problem. Mm-hmm. 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 And I say to myself, you can't save the world, but in order to curb crime, give these guys an opportunity to feed themselves. That's right. That's right. Okay, because if you get if you if you don't give a guy an opportunity to eat, he's going to eat your food. That's right. Correct? That's Amen. right. <laughs> Amen. So yeah. with that being said, I yeah. mean, if, if I look at a guy who like uh, under 33 years old, black male. Um, they have crimes of robbery. Uh, mm-hmm. More so white men over the age of 60. Mm-hmm. Now, their crimes are not all of them. Mm-hmm. But I noticed a lot of those were more of the, uh, the sexual crimes. Mm-hmm. Child, child molesters, mm-hmm. uh, black men over the age of forty. Mm-hmm. I would uh, look them up, and most of them were murderers. Mm-hmm. And and young males, young white men under the age of thirty five, mm-hmm. twenty were meth and drug related. Mm-hmm. Okay, and of course, you know, there's a you know a couple of them that has this, that, whatever, but. My my main focus and my main concern was this. Mm-hmm. In order to help our community, we got to fix a broken system. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about this yeah. earlier. Is the system broken or is it 
perfectly broken by design, right? <laughs> yeah, you said it. You said that way. We were talking about it earlier. It's, pro, it's perfectly broken by design. I say that the system is not broken; it's fixed, That's exactly and right. so it has a purpose for the system. It is not always to reduce crime. Right. It, it, the purpose for the system is to increase finances. To, to increase finances. To, to increase finances, and it ain't going in our pockets. Now, I've learned that it's not a white thing or a black thing. It's a green thing. It's a green thing. You know, exactly. And, 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 and what I've learned since it's evolving into uh, what it has evolved in today is that uh, we've, we've – we've, it's not about being tough on crime or soft on crime. Right. It's about being smart on crime. We'll talk about that later on and all the things that we're doing exactly. to be smart on crime. But we, we talked about this also, uh, Brother Torber, that, that there's a school, and many people have heard this, a school-to-prison pipeline. Exactly. There it's is designed. a system. Guys, if, yes. you, if you're mm-hmm. listening to me, I want you to understand that this system that we're talking about actually exists. You can mm-hmm. Google school to prison pipeline okay Mm -hmm. there's actually a system in place where there's data there's Mm -hmm. information being plugged in on a daily basis Mm -hmm. for everything your child does yeah okay every incident is documented Mm -hmm. whether it's an argument whether it's a tardy whether it's whatever it may be never minute or major everything is being put inside and tracked okay so your little johnny goes to school he doesn't understand what's going on that he's actually being documented and targeted he's got a pre-rap sheet he's got a rap sheet (laughs) before you even get to the real rap sheet we got a rap sheet for the rap sheet sheet. and and a lot of people don't realize that uh, prisons are built determined on how many people how many kids fail the third grade that's right you know Mm -hmm. so they actually are preparing your child for prison if he fails the third grade. Mm-hmm. And also another variable is the reading scores of the fourth graders. Mm. Right? Mm, yeah. So if your child don't know how to read mm. and he fails the third grade, it's a good possibility they're preparing him to become an inmate. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So and another thing is um, the Jim Crow laws, like you said. Mm-hmm. The welfare system. Yeah. Where women are trading the family dynamic in for a check, right? Mm, yeah. And then I'm going to touch on a subject about the Willie Lynch letter because everything goes together in this system. That's right. Okay. Now, the Willie Lynch letter, it talks about how to create a slave. Yeah. Okay. Now, slavery is not the what we're used to as far as somebody being a physical slave we're talking about economics here okay that's right now mm-hmm. we 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 replace the father figure with a check right mm-hmm. the woman wants to control the child but don't want nobody else to talk to the discipline of the child correct mm. so we talked about the village dynamic before you know where i can raise a child you can raise my we mm-hmm. it took a village to raise a child mhm but what happens when the mother no longer wants the neighbor to discipline the child? Come on. Or the respect of the community has been, you know, disrespectful and, and it's got to the point where people don't want to talk to each other because there's so much drug and, 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 and alcoholism and brokenness in the community, right? Right. So as long as this woman is getting uh, welfare hmm. or a check for this child and TANF, right, this child is an asset to this young lady. Mm-hmm. Right. And he doesn't fear anybody because he doesn't have a father in the, in the home. Mm-hmm. He doesn't respect the, the authority. Awesome. So as long as she's 
under his he's under his mom's roof, she feels like she can control him with her voice. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. But what happens when this young man grows up to the point where he's 18 years old mm. and now he doesn't listen to a mom voice anymore. He doesn't fear anyone. Right. Mm. And she loses that benefit. Mm. Now he's what? Yeah. He's, he's, he's a liability. He's yeah. a liability yeah. to her because mm-hmm. he's now costing her money. He's eating up a food. Mm. Don't eat up on my refrigerator. Come Turn on. this light off. Come Get on. out my house. Yeah. Right. He Tell hasn't it. been taught anything. Yeah. He doesn't fear anyone, mm-hmm. so you put him to the street and expect the street to raise him. Uh, now he doesn't know what a man looks like because no. everybody around him has been using him mm-hmm. in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, you know the government's used him, his mother's used him, got money off of him. Uh, now when he goes to someone that he thinks is a man, they use him because he doesn't have a rap sheet. Oh, and wow. a lot of these guys and these gangs, whatever, they use them for their benefit. That's right. Okay. So once a young man listens to the music and start partaking, mm. okay, and whatever they partake in, you know that wacky tobacco is out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But mm. these guys start partaking and become a convict, con- convict or commit their first crime. Mm-hmm. They look at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when they r- meet me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. A very pleasant guy. You don't want to meet that guy. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so once they meet me, they look at me and I'm giving them instruction. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to give them customer service. Yeah. And I'm going to manage them and I'm going to make sure that they do what they didn't do outside. They're going to, you're going to base someone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so when you're behind that wall, guys, it's not a pretty thing. Um, I've seen some things that um, haunt me to this day. Mm-hmm. I've seen some um, murder. I've seen I've seen it all. Yeah, and uh, it affected me. Mm-hmm. And um, God, grace and mercy brought me through that portion. But it was necessary. Yeah, there is a necessary evil. There is. Okay, absolutely. We have to maintain and manage the unmanageable. Right. Unfortunately, that is a necessary evil. Uh, but yeah. when I was uh, promoted out of that particular, I mm-hmm. went into a different position, thank right. God, because yeah. uh, in life, God promotes you into a posi- different position. He does. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? And that's where we met. He's, that's where we met, and there was a shift. I see God in your life as he given you both sides, Absolutely. the inside and now he's giving you the outside. Absolutely. And and it and you know it's both of them are necessary. Absolutely. In order to have the wisdom that you have right. to work with this population and this system that we're talking about. Absolutely. Have you've already emphasized the fact that this we we have emphasized that this system is money motivated. Absolutely. It's a green thing. Even even in the household when you said the the Willie Lynch thing. Right. It's about I get money. Right. Let's put the man outside the house. Right. And then we'll put him in the community, but we won't help him with education. Absolutely. What we're going to do is put drugs in the community over 30 years ago, 30 right. plus years ago, because we know that that man wants to make some money. Right. So we'll put the drugs in the community so he can now provide for himself and for his family. Right. But he's going to... That we're just gonna let them build the business up for five, six years. Absolutely. Then we'll hit him in the head and incarcerate him. Absolutely. Right. See, it's all about this money thing. Absolutely. See, the, you know, the Lord told me. He said the prison is not broken. Right. It's fixed. And I said, Lord, why do you have me in here doing this kind of ministry and out here doing reentry? He said, 
He said, because I, any business that you have, and this is a business, how do you think you should close that business down? I okay. said, well, quit giving it customers. Quit giving it customers. And so I, I, that's why reentry. Come re-entry. on, pastors out there, leaders, reentry. You can have a prison ministry and go and preach to them all day on the inside. They can preach better than we can preach, really. Absolutely. They know the Bible. Absolutely. That's not, it's not a lack of knowledge. This is a Google generation of folk who know information. They can just Google it, right? Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's, we got to live the message when they come out and begin to love on the least of these. That's why reentry is so very important to starve the business of customers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Great. Great. Great point, Pastor. Yes. And I like to give another fact uh, to, to yeah. support our statements. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Georgia Department of Corrections has 34 prisons across the state. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just the state prison. This is not talking about the federal mm-hmm. prisons mm-hmm. or the private prison the prisons or the county level. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or the jails, and they house in the state mm-hmm. over 47,000 felony felony yeah. inmates. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. So you think about the 13th Amendment. Okay, mm-hmm. we talk about the Thirteenth Amendment for those that don't know about the Jim Crow law. Mm-hmm. It says that you are free, you're slave, you're, you're not a slave unless you commit a crime. Right? Mm-hmm. Once you become convicted of a crime, you can work for free labor. Mm-hmm. Let's let's touch on the free labor aspect. Wow, free labor. Once you commit a crime, once you become what you are, you are owned by the state. You're owned by the state. You don't have, until you get out of that system, you're owned by the state. You Absolutely. lose your voting rights. You lose your rights to to go here and go there. Right. Now, now, you, you're, now you are now literally, that's what I was talking about earlier. Right. We're still just evolving into a contemporary slavery right. system that was all about economics anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So now mm. if, if, the, if the whole uh, format is to create uh, economic slave, right? Mm-hmm. And they can, and these guys, I met some guys, some lawyers, I met, met doctors, I met profe- mm-hmm. professors behind the wall, I met people that's really educated, and they can get that wisdom and yeah. that knowledge mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. And they work for the state, and the state have actually adopted charter school programs where now those guys, right, uh-huh. they're getting education, high school diplomas. Uh-huh. And they can outsource the work or bring the work inside from the from the public uh-huh. and from these big companies, and they can work these guys for pennies on a dollar. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's free slavery. Free slavery. And, it's again, it's an economic thing uh, when they come in on the in- outside to come on the inside. Uh, what you have to do is make the best of that situation. Right. Get those skills developed. Okay. Empower those uh, men and women on the inside. Absolutely. And then when they come on the outside, we need to be about holding them accountable. Absolutely. Now, I was wondering if there's anyone out there that want to chime in. Uh, you always are welcome to call in at 404-361-1570. That's 404-361-1571. And we're going to take a call uh, later on, and we're going to talk about some resolutions, right? Yes. Give us a problem. Give us not only the problem, but the answer to the problem. Mm-hmm. And we can resolve the problem. Correct? You're listening. That's great conversation. I am enjoying the information that you're giving us. And we do have a caller. Caller, you're on Finding with a View with our very special guest host. Go right ahead, caller. You're live on the air. 
Call it. Go ahead. You're live and on the air. How you doing? My name is uh, Leon Jones, and I'm trying to get into the discussion this morning. You're in. You're in, Mr. Jones. You are in with our very special guest, uh, Pastor Lee Robbins and Brother Demetrius Tobit. You're in. Good morning, Mr. Leon okay. Jones. How's everything going with you this morning? Good morning. Everything is, is fine. God is good. All the time, brother. All the time. What do you got? Amen. So I I just tuned in, and I'm not really aware on exactly what you guys are talking about, so fill me in. Okay, we were talking about a couple of things. We were talking about some topics that is hard to talk about in the black community, okay? We are talking about community crime and prevention. We were talking about the system being the justice system, the welfare system, the prison to the school to prison pipeline. We were talking about incarceration, our young men and women being incarcerated around the state of Georgia. We were talking about the reentry programs that we have, and we're going to talk about that a little later as far as some programs that we got out here for the public that can help men and women that's formerly incarcerated come back to society as an asset versus a liability. We were talking about recidivism. That's mm-hmm. when stopping, uh, curbing the, peop- uh, the inmates from going back to prison and re- reoffending, and then we're going to talk about veterans that's in the prison system and and programs to help them when they're coming home, and also to help curb homeless homelessness in veterans. Hmm. You, you, that's, quite, that's 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 quite a menu. It's quite a menu, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I was thinking to myself, I say, you know, these topics are something that's necessary that needs to be discussed. And I mean, if we can chisel away at this thing because how do you eat an elephant right one bite at a time correct so we're going to do our part absolutely so is there anything that you'd like to chime in and uh, and add to the conversation well uh, all your top topics are 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 important um especially uh uh the 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 re-entry issue of uh, and recidivism of people going back and forth to the jail Absolutely. Because because the criminal justice system is set up to 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 profit from that. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 to touch bases with what you're saying, this young man, Pastor Lee, I I met him, and he has a a dynamic prison ministry. He he's doing his part. He has some warriors behind that wall and I tell you, they go in there and they're they're giving the guys the tools, okay? There is people that's on the inside that's working towards betterment. So there's definitely and he has a um he has a book that's gonna be coming out and he's going to uh I let him discuss some of those things right now. You go ahead and discuss Absolutely. Praise God. Brother Leon, thank you for calling in. And as you you chimed in, you didn't even hear most of our conversation, but you chimed in and said uh, about the economic part, the money part, and and you didn't hear a whole lot about it. So this we know that you have uh, been out there in the real world experiencing this kind of thing yourself. Uh, And what do you what do you do, uh, Brother Leon, and and that's related to the topic? Well, I've been incarcerated, um, not found guilty, all charges dropped, and and the, the system just set me out 
and like they said, well, I'm. Uh, they didn't even say they were sorry. How you lock somebody up for 16 months and then just let them out, saying mm-hmm. all charges dropped? Wow. Yeah. I don't yeah. lost. I've lost my. I've lost my job. I've lost my tools. I lost a place mm-hmm. to stay. But all of a sudden now it's okay, and you just want to put me out on the street and say, okay, you're free. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, and see, that happens to us, but we can make it happen for us. Absolutely. Right? This is what we're telling uh, men and women all over the country. You can turn your pain into purpose. I wrote a book on it. That's the title of your book. That's the title of my book. Uh, you, You don't always have to allow the things that happen to you to keep you into a place of suffering. Right. You can literally leverage your pain. And turn it into purpose. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, I appreciate the phone call. And um, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now at WIGO 1570 AM. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to contact us and listen, tune in. And we have some great things in store. You're tuned in to Dr. Bonnie Benita. Bonnie with a view. Special guest host, TackleTheShackle.org. Pastor Lee Robbins, a certified life Expert coach reentry is his specialty, along with Brother Demetrius Talbot of the life. He's also a life coach and reentry specialist and entrepreneur. Keep your phones right there where you have it. We're going to take a break. We can come back with more of this great conversation. And uh, I want to go to break with a song, gentlemen. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Kurt Franklin, where he recently went into a prison facility in Florida. And it's so wonderful that you guys are talking about this. And even also what's wonderful, if you haven't seen the video, go to YouTube and put up pull up um, the song Kingdom and the song Bless Me. And what blesses me, Doc, is I'm seeing, you know, I've done prison ministry. And like you guys said earlier, if anybody know the word of God, them brothers in the prison know the word of God. Because whenever you get in a position where you can't turn to nobody else but God, and you don't have nothing but time, then you get spend more time with God. And even in the prisons, even well, not necessarily also in the prison, in my own personal life, God will put me in his own personal prison so he can spend some time with me, quiet me down, and I can focus in on him. So that's, that's just amazing for me. I'm not locked up in prison, but God, even right now in my own personal life, has set me aside, taken me away from some of my luxuries, so that I can focus more on him. Um, I was talking to my um, nephew the other yes last, last night. And he blessed me. He talked about continuing in sin. And you know what he used, gentlemen? He said, re, re, uh, repeat offenders. If we continue in sin, the Bible said, should we continue in sin? If we do, you know what we are? We are repeat offenders. Yeah, God will forgive us, but just like any anything, God gets even as a parent. You every day, every other day, the teacher calling me about you. Every time you keep going back to the same over and over and over and over. Yeah, I love you, but come on, man, when you go, when you gonna get it? Hey, listening, you're listening to Doctor Bonnie Benitez. Bonnie with the view. If your view is distorted, you aren't seeing clearly, then maybe you need to, you need to change your view. Join us. We'll be coming right back with Pastor Lee Robbins and Brother Demetrius Talbot. You're listening to Dr. Bonnie Benita. Body, 
Bonnie with the view on legendary WIGO. We're taking a music break and we'll be right back.
Have you lost a job, been sick or hospitalized, death in your family, and now unable to take care of your mortgage, and now facing foreclosure? If you or someone you know are facing foreclosure, we provide cash for keys. We can help with your foreclosure to make sure that you are afforded an opportunity to move with dignity and at your own pace and your own time. We will provide cash for your keys to help you move with dignity and not be forced out by your mortgage company. Contact Cash for Keys today at 470-209-1920. That's 470-209-1920. Cash for Keys. Welcome back. Welcome back to WIGO, 1570 AM. Dr. Bonnie with The View. I'm your host, Brother Demetrius Tolbert and Pastor Lee Robinsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah, here uh, as a sit-in host for Dr. Bonnie on this day. Um, I'm ready to take another call, I believe. Well, we still have Mr. Jones on the call with us. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Mr. Jones, or is there anything else, any issue you'd like to address with our host today? Yes, uh, I want to address the issue. I've already expressed how how I was treated by the system. Absolutely, uh, but that's not so. That that's the problem is the system, and we recognize that. So I don't want to let you guys go with just an expression of what the problem is. We need to be solutionists and find out how can we fix the problem. And so the fixer of the problem is named Jesus Christ. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So when we, when we, just like the pastor said, pain leads, leads me to purpose. When we understand that and we recognize that God is for us, and if he's for us, who can be against us? And if we recognize that, we need to get back to the church. We need to get back to the word of God. We need to get back to, 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 to the table to where the family sits down and discuss what's going on in the world today. I looked at the news this this morning, and I saw a guy got shot by a a South Georgia police officer. And, and yes, it was a a black guy. He got shot because he had did 16 years for nothing. He did 16 years in jail for nothing. And so when the police pulled him over, he felt some type of weight. And the end result was he died. He was shot. He was killed in the street. Mm. Yeah. The problem, we need to get to God. Absolutely. Amen. I totally agree. We need to understand. We, we have to understand that when these things happen, God is the only solution. Mm-hmm. We uh, can't fight the police. We can't beat the police. So I'm going to shut up now. Absolutely, and I and I commend you, and I understand exactly what you're saying. And Amen. prayers go out to that young man's family. Yes, um, we were going to talk about those things right there, and we're going to spotlight and also do work. We have work in progress, mm-hmm. and Pastor Lee is doing the work right now, sir. We're going to. It's funny that you said that because Pastor Lee is a warrior. He is a soldier for God, and not only is he a soldier, he's actually putting 
the metal to the road, the metal, the pedal to the metal. Okay, and we're going to talk about some of the things that he's doing, how he is combating, what his ministry is about, um, how you can join forces with us. Programs that we have in place, uh, we have facilities, we have programs, we have different resources that we can use that we can help help you guys help us help you. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Um, Thank you, my brother. Uh, may God continue to bless you and your endeavors. And uh, don't hesitate to contact us. Continue listening to us. We have some information for you guys uh, that you guys can uh, uh, line up with us and some things that we're doing, some future events and stuff. So I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for being being there for for, for society, for, for black people, for for justice. Thank you. Absolutely, Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. Now, now, guys, I hope that you guys are listening because this is a very, very interesting conversation. How are you enjoying yourself? In the oh, man, this is my cup of tea. It's your uh, cup of my tea? My coffee and everything else. I'm right. telling you, I, this is my subject I love talking okay, about. Okay, okay. We're going to do spotlight now, okay? Okay. We're going to do a spotlight. <laughs> and the person I'm going to spotlight is you. Oh, okay. Pastor Lee Robinson. Praise God. Praise Ro- God. Okay, Robbins. I'm sorry if I mm-hmm. called you Robinson. That's right. Hey, it's been said before. I know a Jackie Robinson. <laughs> he was great also at yeah. what he did. Yeah, right? Come on. <laughs> Pastor Lee Robbins. Okay. Yeah. I want to know, I'm going to play uh, a, a fan now. Who, are, who is Pastor Lee Robbins? Well, let me let me comment first on uh, Leon. Leon, uh, first of all, thank you for being right on point because, you know what, we could just drop the mic with what you just said. Jesus is the solution. Uh, but we have to know how to apply Jesus to the situation. Mm-hmm. How do we apply that to turn this thing around? Right. Uh, first of all, let me get a perspective uh, for the church uh, folk to understand the, the body of Christ Jesus loves everybody, including everybody. ex-offenders. Including ex-offenders. The all right. Upon. Now, now, in fact, we are all ex-offenders. Ex I was offense. talking to uh, an officer. I have a lot of officer friends. I right. worked for the state. I worked Absolutely. for probation and parole. And I was talking to a fellow officer, and I said, don't you know you're an ex-offender? Right. He said, no, I'm not an no ex-offender. I said, yeah. I said, yes, you are. I said, just depends on what court you're looking at. And right. who's the judge? And who's the judge? Because, right? you know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, I was at this, uh, I was at this uh, meeting on the second chance month. Okay. All right, on the second chance month. And it was at this large church in Baltimore, Maryland. And I was the guest speaker. Okay. And as I was speaking there, I, I said, all ex-offenders, mm. please if you're an ex-offender, this second chance month, please stand up. It, it had to be over two thousand people there. Wow! And uh, and and only twenty five stood up. Right. And I can hear the preacher telling me, "Man, I can't believe you pointing out these criminals in my church." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Okay, let me let me rephrase this. Right. Let me rephrase it. Right. If you have offended somebody hmm. and you're no longer doing it." Oh, wow. Please stand up. Please stand up. And uh, the whole congregation had to stand up. <laughs> and I told I told the 25 that were ex-offenders, I said, you are comfortable in this church. You ought to become, look at all the other ex-offenders Absolutely. in this church. Huh. How many know that Jesus was an ex-offender? Ex-offender. Come on. He yeah. was convicted. He was sentenced to death. Right. Come on. Right. And he was uh, uh, an ex-offender. Absolutely. And he died between... 
the cross, on the cross between two ex-offenders. Absolutely. Guess what, Brother Tope? Yes, sir. He had a 50% recidivism rate. 50%. Yeah. One believe and the other one did. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so so he had, you know, he working on, so Jesus have a particular heart for ex-offenders. Absolutely. That's why we have to love everybody, including ex-offenders. We all are ex-offenders. We are. In fact, he took the place of us. Absolutely. Right? He took the place of Barabbas, the worst serial killer. Uh, and he said, listen, who is Barabbas representing? Absolutely. He's representing all humanity. All humanity. So that means that we're all ex-offenders depending on what court and what judge that we're dealing with. Now, with that being said, okay. I, I have to preference that. Okay. Because the reason why I have this passion as a pastor today, you see the title now, Pastor, Apostle, okay. Planted Five Churches. Right. You know, do what I do. I'm an entrepreneur as well. Right. That's where, you know, a lot of what I do, uh, my entrepreneurship, that's how I take care of my family. Absolutely. Uh, I was also formerly incarcerated. Okay, wow. Right? Wow. I was also formerly incarcerated. Okay. I remember... As a as a pastor going around the your your prison that right. you were at, I said we're not going to talk about what the prison was. Well, I was I was driving around there, and I said one day I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do some prison ministry. <laughs> this before I got got convicted, right? Uh, and 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 uh, and uh, the Lord heard that prayer, heard that prayer, uh huh, and He allowed me to go into prison. In the prison. Right? Yes, sir. As an innocent man. As an innocent man. Now, I wanted to come home you and be with my man. wife. Now, that's why it's important to pray specific prayers. Specific. Say, I want to do prison ministry, but I want to come home. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, and I stayed. I had an extended stay. An extended stay. <laughs> for three and a half years. Three and a half years. In a federal prison camp. Wow. Now, God brought me there right. after having a master's in divinity. Right. After graduating from Oral Roberts University. Okay. After coming and establishing my very first church. Okay. He, I got snatched out of my pulpit mm. for a paper crime with no money attached to it. Right. For a co-defendant who did tax returns. Wow. And I'm going to briefly say it. I'm not going to go into detail. Right. Long story short, I end up going to prison, being uh, going to court. And to defend myself for my innocence, mm. and uh, got railroaded, right? And then uh, convicted of false tax returns. The co-defendant was a, uh, was let go. Wow! Uh, and he did the tax return. And and so, long story short, God put me in there. Right. God allowed me to go in there as an innocent man. As an innocent man. And do you know how I know I'm supposed to be there, Doctor Tober? How do you know? When I was sitting in the courtyards of the prison. And it's in my book called Pain Pushed Me Into Purpose. Pain Pushed Me Into Purpose. I, I was there and I was I was declaring that, that scripture, Jeremiah 33 and 3. Okay. said, call on me and I'll answer and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Absolutely. I was calling on him when I was indicted. I was calling on him right. when I was char charged and indicted. Then I was calling on him when I was uh, convicted. Right. I was calling on him when I was sentenced. Right. I was calling on him when I had to go into the prison for the first time. Right. And I was mad at him mm -hmm. while I was 
in prison, sitting in the courtyards of the prison. Wow. And then all of a sudden, Lord say, revisit that, that scripture again. Revisit. And I read, he said, but read the first two verses. Okay. And I read the first two verses. Right. And the first two verses says, the spirit of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was locked up in the courtyards of the prison. Oh, my. And then it goes in verse 2 that I have ordained this. Wow. Amen. And then it goes to verse 3, call on me, and then I answer and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Absolutely. So you were living the testimony I the experience. I was living the testimony experience wow. in prison. After coming out of college, I went back into college. Into college. In prison. Now, let me touch on that. <laughs> you know, there's an old wise man. I, I, yeah. What was why I tell that says, you know, when you're in school, uh-huh. you get a lesson and you study the lesson and you get tested mm-hmm. to see what you've learned from the lesson. Right? Mm-hmm. But in life, yeah, you get the test first. Yes. Come on. To get the lesson out of the test. Wow. And guess what? If you fail that test, mm-hmm. you get to take that test over, over and, and over, over again. again. So did yes. you pass the test? young Man, man? I passed the test. <laughs> I had the testimony. I tested. I was tested. I was moaning through the test. <laughs> Absolutely. I was crying. I was going through the whole process. But I learned something. Because he learn? said he said that you will call me and I'll answer and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. I wow. learned the inside. You learned the I learned the pain. The pain. Right? I learned that. And then when I came back, I came out. Right. <laughs> Man, God exonerated me. Exonerated. Expunged all my records, expunged. and I didn't even know they were expunged. Didn't know. They were sealed, done away right. with. Absolutely. Literally. And I didn't have nothing to do with it. Didn't have nothing to do with Amen. it. Amen. And so I applied for to work for the governor. Okay. Amen. And Amen. I the governor's under the governor as as and probation and parole. Just imagine me working in probation and parole, thinking right. I had a record. Absolutely. And I really don't have a record. Wow. And I go in there and I my my job is to help returning citizens. Wow. My job is to go in the community as a community coordinator. Right. To go and take people out of silos of their resources and right. bring them together right. and be a relationship capacity and let them talk to each other now Absolutely. so we can help what I call not convicted felons. Right. I call them returning citizens. Returning citizens. And guess what? I, I like to chime in. Yes. In order for God to have a soldier, he has mm-hmm. to, you have to be battle tested. Come on. You get it. People don't want to follow somebody that's not, not tested, Good. okay? Come on now. So he had to put you through that. Yes. That maturation process, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Okay, the source, the yes. church. Uh, elaborate, explain what the yeah, source Yeah, the source, the source church, uh, we really believe that the source church is called for everybody. Okay. Everybody is invited in, to come. But okay. we are called to empower the least of these oh, so okay. they can become the greatest of these. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, life coach. Yes. Explain what a life coach is and the difference between a mentor and a life coach. Yes, I certify life coaches all over the country. Okay. I go into the federal government now, the same place I was falsely incarcerated, doing pilot programs. Okay. I also go into the state. Uh, Right now we have pilot programs in the state where we are – Reentry coaches. We have we certify life coaches. We I hire them to go in and now talk to 
those on the inside, and then when they come on the outside, we call them reintegration coach. So the difference, to answer your question, okay. the difference between a life coach and a mentor is okay. a big difference. Okay. The, 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 the life coach is an adult-adult relationship. Okay, gotcha. The mentor is an adult-child relationship. Wow. We're not raising children. Okay. We're not, we, we see, we, even our children, we shouldn't raise our children. We should be thinking about raising adults. Right. Right? And how can we raise adults? We can't keep telling them what to do. We've right. been telling them what to do from the child all the way. We have to teach them how to do. Right. And then we need, we got to teach them how to fish. And so coaching teaches them how to fish. Right, instead and of just feeding them a fish. Just correct? feeding them a fish, and then we teach them. You can teach a person how to fish, right? But if you don't teach them where to fish, where to fish, then you still you can you can put them in a desert. Say, say, say that again. Yeah, say say again we can pastor. teach a person how to fish, how to fish, but we need to teach them where to fish, where to fish, right? Because Absolutely. we can put a person like we do with these formerly incarcerated individuals. Right, we put them in a desert place when they come out. Right, and so. They know how to fish, but they need to know where to fish. You where put to a, fish. We got to we got to put them in the where the resources. We got to put them where the resources right, are, right? So they can now that they know how to get them, and they know how to fish, and they know how to make better decisions. Gotcha. Let's begin to put them in the proximity, proximity. of the resources, and right. this is where uh, we started certifying life coaches and believe in God. Wonderful. That, and your yeah. pain and puts you into your purpose, and that's your. Yes, that is my book. Your book. My book just came out. I'm, I'm doing book signings right now. You can, you know, it's it's one that describes my own pain going to prison, my own pain in my life since I was four, okay. and what I've learned. This book will help individuals. It's not just talking about my life story. Right. It's giving lessons along with my life story on how you can leverage your pain, right, and cause and cash in on it. You know. And cause it to push you into your purpose, because okay. that's the pathway to purpose. Believe right. it or not. So, how do I get your book, Pastor Lee? Well, you go, you go to my website, Lee Robbins. That's L E E R O B B I N S dot com, and then you can go there and just look under uh, store, and you'll get my book. It, it, it's right there, and all the things that we do okay. is right there under Lee Robbins. That's Lee L E E R O B B I N S dot com. And you will get all of the wraparound services that we do. And you also have a book signing coming up, don't you? Yeah, we've had that book signing, and we and we got a big event coming up. Okay, that's right. And that big event is called Change Makers. Change Makers. God Explain told it. me to raise up some change makers, and it's under Tackle the Shackles. See, Tackle, we're tackling shackles. We're solving problems. Oh, wow. See, that's what Tackle the Shackles is all about. And I, that's one of the things that we started years you know, during the pandemic when they were taking a knee, uh, athletes were taking a knee uh, to protest all the different things that were going on. And God told me, he said, get them off their knees and tell them to roll up their sleeves and come help you tackle some shackles. Tackle the shackles. So we decided to get NFL players working with us. And if there are any NFL player, we'd love to get for you to come on and be ambassadors and uh, help us to tackle these shackles. Right. And yes. that's where I met you at doing that uh, yeah. program. And mm -hmm. I also like to talk about first week out yeah yeah okay. first week out is uh, another one of our ventures where they are featuring uh, uh one of our larry one of the people that have been in our re-entry home called vital signs we have a re-entry home where we're housing men uh to come out of prison and larry 
did 42 years in 42 prison. 42 years in He prison. did 42 years. He came into our reentry home. It features our reentry home. Right. And then we help him uh, get on his feet during the first week out. We know wow. only over 10,000 people come out of prison every week. Okay. And two-thirds of them go back. Right. Because they don't have the resources. We're right. not teaching them where to fish. Right. Right? Absolutely. And so we've we've done that with our reentry housing. Great. So you got heard some programs. I've also like to incorporate my program, uh, my 5013C, mm-hmm. uh, as Royalty Premier CDC Incorporated as INC. My email address is wecarehousing15 at gmail.com. Phone number is 470-979-9231. Okay, we're going to discuss veterans, okay? That's going to be our last topic. Sure. How important it is for us to address these veterans that's behind the wall that's coming home mm-hmm. and the programs that we have in place for them. Any veteran uh, that's in, in need of uh, some assistance, uh, mm-hmm. 1-800-698-2411. That's one 800 my VA 411. You yes. guys can get some programs and yes. some assistance, and don't hesitate to contact us as, as need be. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. this is WIGO 1570 AM. Dr. Bonnie Bonita, we appreciate you. At this time, we I really want to uh, talk about Dr. Bonnie. She's yes. a great young lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met her at church with my uh, pastor, James Hunter. That's my guy. Yeah. He's 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 been sent to Georgia. He's from Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. He was sent to Georgia particularly for me because, mm. you know, I've just went to some trials and tribulations myself. I won't get too personal, right. but he was there when I was in my darkest moments. Mm-hmm. He was there, and I, I really appreciate you, Dr. James Hunter, and your beautiful wife, First Lady, Miss Samantha Hunter. And I'd also like to say, Hello to my beautiful wife, yes. Miss Francia Tolbert. She's, yes. She's the Me one. Me too. That I, I, I better say something. <laughs> to my wife, uh, I'm in, I won't, hey, I may be in the reentry home. That's right. <laughs> Kim yeah, Robbins, prophet Kim Robbins out there, absolutely. a wonderful word, woman of God doing great things. 27 years of marriage. Oh, wonderful. It's, yeah. it's good to say that we have a support system. Absolutely. Okay, and we have been, been put in position to help others, mm-hmm. you know, so. Help us help you. Yes. Okay. So with that being said, is there anything else you want to add to before we leave? I'm just saying thank you, audience, for being here. And uh, if you ever want to help uh, other returning citizens, go to my website, LeeRobbins.com. Uh, we certify life coaches, reentry coaches, and we do also pay them to do what they do. So I encourage you to go to LeeRobbins.com. And thank you, my brother. I appreciate you having me on this show. Absolutely. We got work to do we together. We got work to do. And we're going to do it, man, for the kingdom. It's the all kingdom. about the glory of God. Absolutely. And thank you, WIGO, for helping me help others and assisting me in helping Dr. Bonnie, uh, 1570 AM. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view. Please remember to send in any questions or comments to WIGOAM1570.com or you can reach Dr. Bonnie Bonita directly at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com. You can also join our Army of Volunteer Advocates. It takes a village. Our email address is Bonnie Bonita at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com.